Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast, the ultimate guide to creating and living your best life. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being bosses in their careers and personal lives. On this episode, we are going back to basics as I speak to Nonni, a mindset and success coach. She breaks down what stops people from achieving their dreams, ways to overcome fear and self-doubt. We also discuss getting into the right mindset and how to make sure you are smashing your goals in 2021. So let's get into it. Okay, so welcome everyone to a new episode of the Dreams and Money podcast. As always, I have amazing guests, inspiring stories, inspirational guests who um, I just say to drop gems and teach us a thing or two. And today is no exception. I have the inspiring, amazing Noni, who is a success coach. Welcome, Noni. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me, Norma. It's the nice Friday chat, so that's good. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Like we haven't spoken in so long, so I'm so excited to just kind of catch up and see what you've been up to. So when I was planning this episode, literally at 5am in the morning or 4am in the morning, <laughs> I think I literally voice noted you at like 5am and I'm sure you woke up thinking like, why is she messaging me at 5? What's going on here? But um, I was just thinking about how, you know, it's at the beginning of the year, people are setting their goals, their strategies for the year, their New Year's resolutions. And we're, okay, we're now in February. I just hadn't set any resolutions I just, I think a part of me was kind of like, with what happened last year, you know, with the pandemic and things not going as planned, I was just like, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. So I thought, okay, who is somebody that can set me straight? And you as a success coach just came to mind. I thought she's the perfect person. So tell me what you do as a success coach and everything that it involves. Okay, so I am a mindset and success coach for women who are literally ready to take action and achieve their goals. And it started off from just doing vision boards. I've removed my vision board behind me, uh, but mainly because this year I'm going digital, which is scary. Uh, <laughs> but it all started with vision boards. I love setting, I love building vision boards. And for me, that is the key that this whole journey of being a mindset and success coach especially for women I feel like we put ourselves we give ourselves so much pressure and sometimes if we don't set the right goals the pressure that we give ourselves is misaligned and so if we set our goals at least we know where the you know where the bar is at and then everything that we do and every decision that we then make is always looking at that bar saying okay that bar is that decision aligned to that bar or is it not so that's where it all started I love that I haven't been a vision board person um Mm -hmm. I was just more so like a writer list at the beginning of the year and kind of work my way using that list but the issue with that is that sometimes you don't always refer back to that list so you may write it in your notebook or somewhere and you won't have it in front of you at all times. And sometimes, you know, you could be, it's now June and you realize, wait, I've only maybe achieved one of my goals and I've not really used that properly. I've, I've not used that, the goal list, I've not used my vision board is if it's not physically where you can see every day as a source yeah. of inspiration, as a source of me to to checklist and to check my progress. And something that I, I kind of realized that day, so uh, my friend sent me a video by T.D. Jakes where he was mm-hmm. talking about 
commitment to the vision. Yeah. And I can honestly say, <laughs> this is me putting my business out there, that there are certain things that have been that have been on my vision board or my list for the year that I have not achieved. And they've been there for maybe two years, three years. They've just been there and mm-hmm. I haven't either... Or maybe I've attempted to work towards them and I've not succeeded or I've just not attempted at all. Now, as a success coach, I can imagine that's something that you've heard before or you see with a lot of clients. Can you kind of shed some light on maybe what's the reason for that, particularly when it comes to the mindset and what are some things that people are doing wrong that we are not actually just achieving what we say we want to? So that is very common first of all you're not alone so even if you're putting a business out there I'm pretty sure there's someone listening thinking yeah that's me yeah I'm guilty of that so it's okay um you're not on your own I've done it as well and it's yeah it's something that when it's what you need to then look at is when you wrote down those goals where was your mindset were you excited about that goal Or were you just writing it because it felt right to write it at that moment in time? So where your mind is at when you write that goal down, in a way, determines how you're going to make that goal become a reality. If it's a goal, for example, where you know, okay, I am so excited about this goal. I know that when I write it down, I feel excited. I have a plan of how I'm going to make it work. I know what it will mean to me and to anyone else that it will affect when I achieve this goal, then you're more determined to achieve that goal. But if it's a goal that is great to write on paper, it's great to say, oh yeah, that's a goal of mine. It's not on your top 10 priority. And you will often find yourself looking at it and saying, okay, I'll do it Hmm. later. I'll do it Hmm. later. Or you will start it, but it doesn't energize you. It doesn't excite you. It's just like another day, another thing on your to-do list that you need to do. And therefore, you'll find it easy to just let it go. So what you now need to do then is to go back to that goal. Why? And ask yourself, why did I write that goal down? Like, what was, where was my mind at when I wrote that goal down? The motivation. Yeah. Understanding why. I talk about the why a lot because your why is the foundation of everything that you do. I can ask you now, why did you start your podcast? And you could probably, you know, I don't know what answer you you have, but your answer will come from a place of passion. And hence why at 5 a.m. you sent me that podcast, because your goal is probably to get your podcast to number one. Your goal is to probably move your, your podcast is the foundation of your whole dream. There's more from where Dreams and Money podcast is going to. But you need to work on the podcast first and get it to the place where you are happy and perfect and know that you can now build it up. It's the same with your goals. When you write the goal down, have a vision and understanding of the work that needs to go into it so that when you do achieve the bigger goal, you know where you started. Yeah, I think sometimes what we do as people and what I have done as well is Sometimes setting goals that are, I'm not going to say unrealistic, but are just a little bit more difficult to attain in the space of a year. So it could be, for instance, a goal that can be achieved in two years, but you've then shortened your time limit and say, okay, do you know what? I want to achieve it by the end of 2021. And then what then happens is that when you don't meet that goal within the time frame you've given yourself, there's a part of you that kind of feels like you have failed and mm-hmm. you failed yourself. 
but then also there's sometimes almost a seed of doubt because you've not done what you said you were going to do or you've not stuck to it or you've not you've attempted it but you've not achieved it you then Mm. start to doubt your ability to actually achieve it because you gave yourself such a short time frame or because the goal was so 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 high that it wasn't achievable in in the time frame that you had set initially yeah and that happens all the time and it's okay for us to dream big but in dreaming big we have to be realistic And yes, your goal might normally take you two years and you want it to take you a year. Fair enough. That is amazing. But then now you need to look at your own resources and say, okay, can I actually achieve it in a year? What do I need to do to achieve that goal in a year? What mindset do I need? What resources do I need? Ask yourself those questions. And once you've done that, then look at the goal. So we can use the goal of, I want to buy a house this year right? Because we all know we can't, we can't travel. We are literally in lockdown. <laughs> um, so all the money that you would spend on traveling, let's use it to what? To save up for a house. So you want to buy a house by the end of 2021. That is a big goal. What you then need to look at is, okay, how many things do I need to achieve for me to buy a house? So you write down clearly the steps of what you need to do in order for you to buy a house. You need to save up for a deposit. You need to start viewing places and looking at locations where you want to leave you need to start saving up some money looking at how you spend some money but you need to do that whole list down and then you can write break it down I normally when I speak I've got a membership and in my membership we talk about how we have a quarterly 90 day goal setting session I believe 90 days break your goal down in 90 days that will allow you to have four quarters and when you have broken that goal down into four quarters you now have metric measures to say, for the first quarter, this is what I need to achieve. I need to save maybe 5,000 pounds. At the end of the quarter, you sit down and look at, okay, have I achieved this? Yes, 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 yes. What it's saying is that your big goal is to buy a house, but you're doing all those little steps. So come the end of 2021, maybe you've not bought your house, but you can now look at all the things that you have done to get you to a position to buy the house. It means that when you now are in a position to buy the house, you don't have to do all the legwork to start afresh to buy the house. So you can create all the moments and all the achievements leading up to you buying the house. I like that. I like the strategy of quarterly goals and smaller goals versus looking at it as reviewing at the end of the year. But actually, every single quarter, I have a goal of maybe let's just say you want to run a mile by the end of the year in 30 minutes. I don't know if that's whatever, right? But <laughs> I want to run a mile in 30 minutes. In the first quarter, how, how long am I running? In the second quarter, has that time improved? In the third quarter, has it improved? Or is it still stagnant? Am I like, is there progress happening or not? Um, and I think that's something that I've definitely tried to implement. And sometimes even just like on, on a weekly basis saying, okay, do you know what? This week, I didn't do X, Y, Z, but the following week, I'm going to double down on my work. I'm going to make sure that I achieve X, Y, and Z. So even if it's like with my business, um, whether that's like setting a certain amount of sales, let's just say in the first week of March, I'm going to achieve a thousand pounds in sales. In the second week, I'm going to try to double that. Looking at the goal as weekly increments versus let's just say setting a random goal of oh okay I'm going to achieve 
a million pounds in sales at the end of the year like it can be a bit overwhelming it can be a little bit overwhelming when you look at the goal as a whole but when you kind of break it down into smaller pieces it feels a little bit more achievable Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that works for me but then outside of that I think before we even get to setting the goals and putting things (laughs) into action something that really is an enemy for a lot of us is is our own selves in terms of like our self-belief, our self-talk and the things that we say about ourselves or the things that we believe about ourselves without realising. Mm. And I realise, again, I'm going to bring it back to myself because I feel like some people may be able to relate. So sometimes we think, oh, you know, I'm going to say these positive affirmations and <laughs> it's going to have me feeling like the baddest. I'm going to be much more confident. I'm going to be, you know, all of these things in the name Mm. of affirmations but then when you kind of look at it really and truly do you believe what you're saying do you believe that you can achieve what you want do you believe that you're a confident person do you believe that you can achieve the million pound in sales or are you saying it but at the core you doubt yourself you doubt your abilities Mm. you doubt your skills and what you can achieve you know is that something that kind of comes across from your clients or like how does it come across It comes across in every way, every way and shape and form, because what we need to understand is that the beliefs that we have about ourselves, they did not come from anywhere. They came from people projecting what they thought about us or what they thought about themselves. And that one, (laughs) that one, you're preaching, you are preaching absolutely what they believe about themselves. And because Mm -hmm. they can't see themselves doing it, they then project that on you and think, well, if I can't do it, you can't. Exactly. And so when you're looking at your mindset and your beliefs and the whole affirmations, you have to dig deep and ask yourself, why do I believe that about myself? Is there evidence to prove that's true about myself? If there's evidence, where is the evidence? It's having a hard conversation with yourself and saying, okay, I believe I can't make a thousand sales, a thousand pounds in sales this month because my business is not worth it. Okay. Why is it not worth it? Is there evidence that it's not worth it? No, because I've made a thousand pounds in sales before. So it's worth it. Who said it's not worth it? Well, I was talking to my mom and my friend and my sister and they said, you know, why am I wasting time doing this? I should go and find a job. We are living in a pandemic. So, you know, Well, that's them living in the pandemic and reacting to the pandemic. But you are being proactive in the pandemic. You are saying, we're in a pandemic, but I'm going to find a way to still earn money in a way that's sustainable to me, because right now jobs are not secure. So I still want to be earning some coins for myself. So that's what I'm doing. You are being proactive. They are just react, they are projecting what's going on for them in their mind. And that's the same for beliefs that that like have stemmed like confidence or believing in yourself. Those things are deeply rooted from when you were growing up because we were surrounded by our families, our friends, people who had their own issues. I'm not saying everyone has issues, but just as an example, right? And they projected those onto you. So now you are projecting them to yourself and believing that they're true so every time you feel like okay I'm going to go to my manager and say right I've been working for you for three years I've done all the sales look look at my track record I think I deserve a raise now that voice will come back and say be grateful for where you are 
because we, our kind is not meant to be where you are, girl. Where are you going? Take a seat. <laughs> you know, so this is when you now then need to look at and say, but that voice is not true because I've defied the odds of where that voice said I should be. And you need to constantly reframe that. So this is where, I don't know if you, um, I think I spoke about it in a few weeks, few weeks ago on my Instagram, and I spoke about how to reframe your thoughts. That voice that says, I can't do something, reframe it and say, I can do something. I can't go, I can't run a mile. I can run a mile. Maybe I'll start running half a mile, but I can run a mile. So it's training your mind. It's literally creating new, new neural pathways. If my coach had me say this, you'd be so happy for me right now. But, but it's literally creating new, new neural pathways in your brain from saying I can't to I can. And that's the same with doing your affirmations. I, I believe in having a routine. And part of my morning routine is me doing my affirmations in the morning. And it's not because you know, I feel unworthy or anything. But it's just to remind myself and my brain that I can achieve these things. The more you tell yourself something or the more you do something positive, the more it becomes a lifestyle. I don't know if you've heard, uh, it takes 21 days to create a habit, but it yeah. takes 90 yeah. days for it to be a lifestyle. So the more you start doing something every day, the more it becomes second nature to you. Right. And that's affirmations that's the same with being positive going into the mirror and saying oh I'm good I look good the more you tell yourself that every day the more your brain starts believing it because your brain believes whatever you think okay and for those who feel like uh like affirmations are just a bunch of fluffy air dust stuff that we like to think works what are some other strategies they can implement particularly for when they that was okay I've had conversations with friends where it's okay they've got this idea and they want to do xyz and they absolutely know they can do it but there's just some sort of block or whether it's fear that gets in their head and then they just feel like oh I can't do it or, or they back out I mean I've had it before like before I launched um, my podcast before I launched my business it was like should I do it I'm scared but then I'm passionate about it but what if it doesn't work, but this, but that, all of those thoughts, the negative thoughts, the self-doubt, the lack of confidence, all of those things, what are some strategies we can implement to, to combat that? So for me, I would, this is something that I always share as well with my coaching clients is that think of a time when you achieved something and tap into that feeling. How did you feel? So think of a time when you found out you passed your A-levels and you can go to the uni that you applied for or you got that job that you really, really wanted. You were excited. You suddenly felt like I could do anything and everything like you cannot stop me now. Go back into that moment and really step into that moment and take in the feelings of that moment and see how you can bring them back into your current reality. So there's a thing that you can ask yourself, who do I need to be? in order for me to have the things that I want. So if you want to have the thousand pound sales this month, who do you need to be in order for you to do that? What do you need to do in order for you to achieve that? If you have achieved those things before, just go back and look at who were you at that time when you achieved that? What were you doing at that time for you to achieve that? 
mm. thinking like that person. So the one thing that I say is ask yourself, who do I need to be? What do I need to think? How do I want to feel? What do I need to do? And what will I have when I've done all the above? Oh, I feel like we can just end the podcast there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can just leave it there. Good night, folks. No, I love that. I love that. Like, who do I need to be? Not just what do I need to do, but then that's something that's been resonating more and a question I've had to ask myself a lot lately. So who do I want to be in two years time? Okay, I want to be this amazing boss babe, babe. Okay, the boss babes that I look up to, who are they? What, what do they look like? What do they embody in their character? What are the characteristics that they have and the qualities that they have that other people would praise in them? And like, what's missing from me that I need to, to implement as well? So something I wanted to also talk about was just being careful that you let the self-doubt get to you so much, it turns into no action at all. So Mm -hmm. it literally disables you from making any action, any strategies, any sort of movement that will move you forward in your goal, in attaining your goal. And I realized that that was also something that was happening to me. And I had to kind of realize like, no, Ma, you've literally talked yourself out of it. Not that anything (laughs) terrible happened. I've not even attempted to do anything. I've not made any plans. I've not done any action, but I've literally let my mind get the best of me to the point where I've just not done anything. And I've just kind of like laid there and sat on all of these great ideas that I had. Oh God, that is a very common one. That is, it's not just you. It's happened to everyone. It happens to me uh, sometimes, but this is when, I always ask myself, okay, what is it about that goal that I set for myself? Why is it, why is it weighing heavy on me? Why am I not feeling energized to start doing it? Why am I talking myself out of it? So it's about going back and looking at, okay, what is it about it? Is it maybe it's too big that it scares you? And then you try and think, oh God, okay, it's too big for me. I can't do it. Oh my God. Or maybe you feel yourself like, okay, I want to do it, but I've seen someone else doing it. And what's the reason why I'm doing it? So often, you know, you want to, I'll give an example in the coaching industry, everyone is doing the same thing and you can get so caught up in how that person is marketing and advertising themselves. And you will start changing your own plans to try and do what they're doing. And that's not sustainable because you don't know why they're doing what they're doing. You don't know why they're on Instagram every day. You know why they're doing it because maybe they're launching something or they're selling something, but you don't know the reasons of why they're showing up every day and saying the things that they are saying. So because you are not following your plan and you don't see the results that they are talking about, you will start talking yourself out of it. So it's about understanding what is it that you want to achieve from that goal? Why do you want to achieve it that way? And then creating your own plan and strategy that you will stick to. Hey, if you are loving this episode so far, make sure you subscribe for automatic updates whenever there's a new episode. Recommend the podcast to your best friend. And of course, follow me on Instagram. Details will be in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Yes. I love what you've just mentioned about looking at other people's, particularly maybe in the same industry as you, or I guess your quote unquote competitors, and then 
somehow you, you start copying what they're doing. Sometimes it's inspiration, like you are inspired by what they're doing. But then sometimes maybe due to lack of direction from your end, a lack of clear vision for what you're doing, a lack of a clear strategy for what you want to achieve, you then start to like copy and paste bits from other people and implement mm into your own whether that's your your business or like your Instagram page or your YouTube page whatever it is which is good because at the end of the day like people will be able to tell like what's going on here because one minute you're doing this and then another minute your message has changed for your business another minute the aesthetics have changed you're now doing a bit of so let's just say for instance like you're running a fashion line one minute is a bit grunge next minute is high fashion next minute is giving Zara like <laughs> where are we going what's the vision it has to be very clear and again mm. that's something that I'm having to learn as well just having that clear vision so that I don't steer away from that I think you mentioned it earlier in the conversation it's whatever the daily tasks that I do do they align to the vision that I have do they align to the overall goal which I've set for myself and if it doesn't then okay we put it to the wayside yeah, yeah. And I mean, sometimes it is trial and error, but at the same time, like you said, does it align? If it doesn't align, then keep it pushing, you know? Yeah, and no. What's working for Jackie and Joe over there <laughs> won't work for you. No. <laughs> it won't work for them. It can work yeah. for the audience. It will work for their business. But you then try to implement it and it's like, no, your audience is completely different or they yeah. just receive information very different to Jackie and Joe's audience over there. So now you're failing all in the name of trying to do copy copy <laughs> yeah and you know and it goes back to not having your own plan and it's the same with not even just running a business just in your life just in your personal life you know we want so many things not because we want them but because we saw Sarah having it I always give this example when I do my vision board workshops of you know you want a, a hot tub. Why do you want a hot tub? Because you saw Sarah buying a hot tub and putting a hot tub in the house. But maybe Sarah's been saving up for that hot tub for five, six, seven years. And now she's decided to put it because she saved up enough. You don't even have a pound for that hot tub. You are going to then go and put yourself in debt to get a hot tub because you're trying to compete with Sarah and keep up with the Joneses. But and you, don't even, you don't even like hot tubs. <laughs> Exactly. And it's the same with, with everything and anything that we do in our lives, whether it is a businesses or a career, you know, or friendships, especially in friendships or relationships. It's just about do what is best for you. Because at the end of the day, when you sit down, you have to be happy with the things and actions that you have taken and not feel like I've not achieved this because Sarah didn't give me the pay rest that I wanted or, you know, because I put myself in debt, now I can't buy the house that I want to buy. It's just build your vision in alignment with you and your why. I'll always bang on about your why. Your why is the foundation of everything. Yeah. Why do you want the things that you want? How are they going to help you in your goal, in your vision, when you have achieved those things? Who are they going to help as well? Because it's great to have all these goals and plans, but let them not be selfish goals. Let them not be all about you. Let them be about you and also about other people. Like who is very important? Your other half, your kids, your mother, your sister. What benefit do they get when you achieve your goals? When they see you succeeding, are you motivating your little sister who sees you waking up every day, four o'clock in the morning, on the grind, before you start your job at nine o'clock, but you're working on your side hustle? 
you're motivating her to say, you know what, my sister or my brother is working so hard to have the things that they desire in life. So maybe I need to put in the same effort so that I can achieve the things that I want to achieve as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your why will definitely keep you going in the tough times, in the times where you feel unmotivated, in the times where you absolutely want to give up, in the times where you're thinking, oh, why did I even start this business? Yeah. Why did I even start this YouTube channel? Why did I actually just even go into this job? Your why and the reasoning and the motivation it will absolutely keep you going in the good and the bad times. Mm. So with that being said, I think so many of us are comparing ourselves to our peers and what they're achieving, like we said, and sometimes we can feel overwhelmed. I think in, in the Western world, particularly, there is so much pressure for us to do so much all the time, whether that's, you know, like having a main job, a side hustle, another side hustle, <laughs> you know, the whole monetizing your, your hobbies or whatever it is, there's just so much pressure to do so much. What are some things or advice that you give to your clients to kind of help them with maneuvering the space that we're in at the moment as young people or just as a person, really? You don't have to do everything that everyone is doing. Honestly, you do not have to do it because at the end of the day, you are running yourself to the ground and who is going to enjoy all your hard work when you are now in hospital laid up and, you know, because of your hard work. I think the yeah. one thing yeah. that we need to, we live in this world, like you said, where it's go, 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 go. Like, okay, where is the next grind? Where is the next hustle? But if you find what's good for you and what works for you and what sustains you emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially, then stick with it. You don't have to have 10 streams of income just because the industry and the world say have 10 streams of income. If you have one stream of income and it's sustaining you in all those emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially, and you are happy with that, then stick to it. I was actually having a conversation with one of my sisters this past weekend. And because I'm the, I'm the, I'm the eldest sister. So I'm the one who's always saying, so what's next? Okay, we've reached this goal. What's the next goal? And she was saying to me, okay, girl, hold up. I have just bought a house. I am okay. I'm actually okay with where I am for now. I don't feel the need to have a side hustle because in my job, if I want to end extra, I can just get an extra shift. I can just do this. You know, I can do so many things within my job that I don't need to worry myself about having a side hustle. And that's what we need to be comfortable with as people, as young people. It's just what is working for you now? Can you diversify that one thing to give you multiple streams of income without you working so hard. The key is and more, work less because you don't want to work more and more and have no free time. You right. want to enjoy your labor. You want to be able to enjoy your money, enjoy what it gives you, enjoy the luxury it provides you to go out for dinner, to buy a new car and be able to live and be okay in that. So if you are young right now and, you know, you are in this transition period where you're like, I'm okay, but I could be better or I'm not okay and I want to be better. What do I need to do in the between? Look at what you currently possess. What are your current skill sets that you currently possess? How can you monetize those skill sets still in alignment with you? 
in alignment with your why, in alignment with how you want to live your life. Yeah, I think what you've just said is perfect. And something you said that stuck with me was, does it tick your boxes off? Is it fulfilling you financially, emotionally, mentally, and just as a whole, are you happy in your situation versus doing it for the sake of doing it or doing it just for the sake of being seen as doing something? You know, like being seen as you're busy, you're booked and busy, you're doing this, you've got this side hustle, you're here, you're there, you've, you know, like just being seen just to be out there, like there, there is no point of that if it's not bringing you joy, if it's not fulfilling you, and if it's not achieving what you want in your life, it's, if it's not bringing you joy, it's pointless. And like no. I always say, life is for enjoyment. As much as I'm here, you know, talking about, achieving your dreams and making money is life is for enjoyment it is <laughs> and it if, is. if you're not enjoying it what's the point of it all if I'm yeah. not enjoying let's say for instance if I'm not enjoying creating this podcast there is no point it will go you know so yeah you're absolutely right I think that's something we do have to sometimes kind of go back and then think about like okay all of these things that I've got going on what's mm. what was the purpose and is it really fulfilling me if not then yeah. maybe it's time to go back to the drawing board and look at that again yeah no definitely and sometimes it might not even be spending thousands of money it might be just getting a cleaner just that that's you know that's your piece of luxury it take if you hate cleaning by getting a cleaner you're getting someone who's going to come and do the job at 20 pounds per hour which you know in the grand scheme of things with whatever you're earning, it's not even, you know, a lot. But what it, the satisfaction that it gives you is you don't have to worry about. You get two hours back or three hours, however long it takes you to clean your house. You get those two, three hours back to go for a coffee, watch Netflix. You know, it's your personal time. And that's what I mean by doing things that give you joy. And whatever you do, don't look for happiness because happiness is momentarily. Happiness is you're happy today, tomorrow you're sad. But joy, joy is not going anywhere. You can be as broke as they come right now because, you know, you got bellowed, business is not doing great, but you have joy. You have yeah. joy. That joy will say to you, it's okay. Things are not working out right now, but you've got a roof over your head. You've got food on the table. You've got a little bit of money in the bank. So let's apply for a job. Instead of being sad, it's like, oh girl, you've got no money. You've got no job. You've got, you got nothing. So let's just sit and watch TV because all the world hates us right now. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. Yeah. But if we're going to, well, if I'm going to be honest, you know, sometimes it's so tempting to go into that space of like self-pity, self-wallowing, like, woe is me, things are not going well, but I know that there is so much power in operating from a place of gratitude and thankfulness mm -hmm. and just gratitude for the little things that you do have. I mean, we've just been through, you know, like a crazy year, but there's so much good that is also going on. So I think, like you said, you know, it, it is a balance of just trying to find joy in every day in little things, whether that's you know, taking a walk, whatever brings you joy, just doing a bit more of that day by day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but okay, so now let's talk about your your coaching a little bit. What's something that my viewers can kind of expect from you, particularly your, with your Instagram page, and um, that they can they can tap into with your services? 
So I do one-to-one coaching. That is my main. And I have a membership as well. And I've got an online course coming up soon, actually, which was a live course, but it's going online. And the one-to-one coaching is where we work on you. So whatever it is that you're going through, or if you are transitioning from one stage of life to another, or you just want to work through confidence, self-limiting beliefs, and, you know, either running a business or starting a new career, or just trying to find yourself, really, because that's very important. Um, that is what the one-to-one is all about. So I work with you for 12 weeks and or more if you want, but we just break down the walls, break them down. You know, we, we literally, there's a book that I read by Ian Levanzant, um, and it's called Finding Peace from Broken Pieces. So basically, you know, we work together to put you back together into, into, into who you want to be. And the membership is is a continuation, but that's more like a sisterhood. They, we motivate each other, we support each other. You've got a goal, we set goals. And then, you know, I help you push through those goals. And I bring in different speakers every other month with just different tools to help you as well. And then the online program, which is my first ever program, which is, it was called Elevate Your Goals, which is all about you basically finding new habits, how to create new habits, how to have healthy relationships. It, it's all about the woman transitioning to finding herself. And that is coming soon um, as an online program. But like I said, I do touch on that for uh, one-to-ones as well. So, and my Instagram is always there to motivate people and to see my little two people running around. I love that yeah definitely you've got so much great content on your Instagram so I absolutely recommend that you guys go and check out and follow her Instagram okay so before we end this we're gonna do a quick little fire round question game where we're gonna get to know you a little bit better oh dear okay (laughs) (laughs) no just this kind of fun questions well I think they're fun in a way um okay so what is advice that you would have given to your 16 year old self oh wow there's so many but the one that I would give myself is your journey is just starting now your journey is just starting now there's more for you than what is currently going on for you right now okay what's something you are grateful for right now right now is the two little people that I love to death and yet they annoy me to death as well. <laughs> but I am grateful for them because they they have brought a different meaning to my life. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> okay. Um, what's something that you are currently learning or you've learned about yourself within the last year? Oh, I think I the pandemic has taught me that I can be anything and do anything what I want as long as I put my heart, faith, and I believe in myself. That is what the pandemic has taught me in the last year. I love that. But Noni, thank you so much for talking to me and just giving me an extra pep in my step. I feel like I'm ready to smash the rest of February now. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I've absolutely enjoyed it. And I feel like I needed that conversation um, just to pick me up as well. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, so that is it for this episode or the 
information about Noni, where you can access her coaching. Her Instagram details will be in the show notes, so make sure to follow her. And as always, you know where to find me. I'm all over Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of that good stuff. And I will catch you on the next episode. And that is it. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you.